0: I was super excited to get naked and do this interview. You know, I've never done an interview naked before. I'm ready. I was born ready. 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 Born to fuck. Average penis globally is 5.16 inches. I want to rip your skirt off and shove my face in between your
1: legs. (sighs) From the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. If I had known you were going to be naked, I would have come and done this interview a lot sooner. It's awesome. The cat women are famously more likely to approach medical professionals when it comes to our sexual health. But desiring a greater understanding of your body's sexual functions and abilities are a human desire that some have a difficult time actioning. I'm looking at you guys. This is where clinical sexologist and podcaster Paul Nelson steps into the spotlight. With his passion and devotion to men's intimate inquiries, I figured he'd be a wonderful wonderful new friend to fit into your Rolodex. And yes, I did this talk, naked. Welcome to the Schmooze everyone. I'm Laura Desiree and today I'm joined by clinical sexologist and host of How's It Hanging podcast, New York's own Paul Nelson. Hello.
0: Hello Desiree, how are you? Nice to see you again.
1: Oh, it's wonderful to see you. And this is unfortunately the world we're in, right? Everything has to be virtual, online, <laughs> talking to screens. Now, did I get all that right? Clinical sexologist, can you tell us exactly what it is that you do and what you specialize in?
0: Okay, well, I have a fascinating and unusual job. I talk to about 1,200 men a year. I do, I work in a medical clinic, actually the country's largest sexual medicine practice called Mays Men's Health, and um, we uh, deal with every kind of fertility and sexual dysfunction that comes in for medical reasons, but as a mental health professional and sexologist or as a person who studies human sexuality, I do an intake and interview every single patient that comes through the door. Uh, So I talk to a lot of men about a lot of sex all day long.
1: Wow! So you're you're basically a dick doctor. <laughs> dick
0: doctor assistant. How's that?
1: Uh, uh, I love it.
0: Or, or dickhead works too. I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you say some of the main areas uh, of focus are within your patients? Their main concerns. What do you deal with uh, specifically in men's sexual health?
0: Oh, I, the job that I do more than anything is give men permission to be who they are sexually. Uh, Men have been raised sexually to be in this very constrained uh, sexual behavior, which one one porn star told me, he said, most men are in this fantasy like they have to become porn stars during sex. And their partner is going to be really impressed with their porn moves and impressed with their dick and impressed with all this stuff. And I'm like, and I, I work with men and say, none of that matters. You don't have to be a porn star. Be yourself and so that is what i do with men i mean like we get men erections yes my joke is even after you're dead we can give you a boner that's really not that difficult so that's that's basically what i do
1: Yeah. Would you say that men have a good relationship with pursuing their sexual health, or is there a bit of a hesitation, perhaps uh, something culturally imposed? Uh, I just don't see men pursuing the wellness of their penises, their erections, as much as, say, a woman would pursue her sexual health.
0: Not at all. There is not a bit of hesitation. There is an enormous wall and barrier between men uh, and seeking any sort of health care. We know that in general health care, when it comes to their penis, it's even worse. Even though men really, they'll buy anything off the shelf at GNC or the supplement store to help with sexual Mm -hmm. health. They will not go to a doctor. They will not talk to somebody. And unfortunately, the medical profession is not really welcoming. These urologists are not sex doctors either. They're surgeons. They want to do surgery on your, your kidney, your bladder, whatever. They don't want to talk about sex. So these poor guys are anxious. They go to a doctor who knows nothing about sex, and the doctor screws it up, and then everybody's miserable, and it's, it's a shit show no matter where you go. Wow.
1: What a special little corner of, of both mental and physical health that you've really uh, honed in on and dominated here. It's incredible. What would you say is the number one concern patients come to you with?
0: Uh... Absolutely, the sexual performance, uh, followed number two by the size of their penis. Men are really insecure about the size of their penis. Um, they, 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 every guy swears that the average length of a penis is eight inches.
1: <laughs> okay, myth bust for me right now. Every man who doesn't have at least an eight inch penis, what do they need to know about the truth there? <laughs> the average
0: penis globally is 5.16 inches. That's five about a tenth of an inch. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's amazing. That's the
0: average, now globally. Now, in America, if that's global, in America, it's five and a half inches. So not much bigger. No,
1: but, but so many people are fixated on what they see in porn, which of course is gonna showcase some of the most impressive uh, sizes that you can see. Right, I tell guys,
0: if you hung out with the Los Angeles Lakers, You'd right. get, you're short. The reason they're the Los Angeles Lakers is because they're seven feet tall. And the reason right. guys are in porn is because they have big
1: dicks. Exactly. So, what are. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. I know there's always a delay here with the video. I get really
0: crazy and passionate about this. I, I, love, just, it. I'll I calm- love it. I'll keep I'll calm down.
1: I love the passion about it. I think that's, you know, what's going to make the difference here is that it is something that people should be passionate about. Men or penis owners should be passionate about. So what are some of the, what would you say are some of the simplest ways that men today can start improving um, the, their sexual abilities, uh, the, the health of their erections? Like, what are some basic day changes they can do?
0: Sexual abilities, without a doubt learn about sex. Nobody studies sex. They think watching porn is studying sex. It's not. And most people know more about their favorite sports teams than they do about sex. So I, I tell people, there was a recent study, 89% of people could not agree on what sex was. So, I mean, right there, we don't know what sex is. Right. And we, we don't know why we're having sex. We think, oh, it feels good, we want an orgasm. But, but the fact is, I tell people, why are you having sex? What, what do you want to get out of sex? What are your goals? What's the purpose? Everything you do should lead you to those goals, and anything that mm. distracts you from those goals is getting in the way. So people need to learn how to have sex. It's a set of skills we need to develop. It's a set of skills we were never taught. And it, it's a set of skills we all assume the other person knows.
1: Well, that's just it. Yeah, we really do assume that the other person has all the answers to it, knows all the tricks, and we can just follow along. And it's kind of the blind leading the blind at times, isn't it?
0: Neither of us, nobody really knows their body until they've really studied it and gotten into it. And, And most men feel a huge job. It's my job to give her the orgasm. And I'm always saying, no, it's not. It's her body. She's in charge of if she wants an orgasm, when she wants an orgasm, how she wants an orgasm. I mean, this is all we're talking heterosexual normative here, but, but I mean, it, it, the guy's job is not to somehow give her an orgasm because I mean, what a crazy expectation to put on your partner. What if uh-huh. she doesn't feel like an orgasm? Yeah, or she's like, I'm not in the mood. Whatever. It's we have all these assumptions that we're it's supposed to look just like a porn scene.
1: Yeah. Wow. You know, Paul, when you and I were speaking in New York, which is where we first met, I, I was actually a guest on your podcast, which we'll get to. But I remember you uh, telling me about some of the, the big do's and don'ts around masturbation, something as basic as that. We were, And I know a lot of our viewers on Naked News here are going to need to hear this. Uh, you said very passionately the importance of lube when masturbating. And I know a lot of guys in my social circle and out there in this beautiful world we live in are doing it without any lubrication whatsoever. So can we talk about the importance of, of how, to, how to masturbate with health focus in mind and safety around this area?
0: <laughs> ah, Desiree, thank you, I love you. Because this is one of the, sorry, it's like most men masturbate at 30 the same way they did at 14. Most men masturbate at 60 the same way they did at 14. Most guys just pound their prick till it pukes. Okay, it's like, get your rocks off, get, get that orgasm as fast as possible. The problem is that sets up a whole pattern of behavior and relationship with your body that's about getting from zero to orgasm ASAP. And the fact is, most of us don't want to have sex like that. And so s- masturbation, when it's just getting your rocks off, is going to be antithetical to how you want to have sex. So how we wanna have sex usually is with lots of connection, lots of feeling, take your time, explore. So masturbation has to be practicing those things. Please, coconut oil. Unless you're allergic to it, everyone should be using refined coconut oil. I say refined, because it has no smell or taste. If It smells like you went to the beach every hour. Everyone knows, knows you've been masturbating, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, coconuts, Joe's masturbating again. Uh, so. Anyway, please take your time and don't just pound your prick till it pukes. Play with your whole body because that's the practice that we want masturbation to be. I tell guys, make masturbation an exercise of getting inside your body. Most men, as we probably know, live in their heads. In our culture, men have been taught to think, 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 don't feel, right? Our body's a machine. Our body's a thing. So use masturbation as a practice of getting into your body, discovering arousal, discovering what things feel like exploring all that kind of stuff that's a set of skills you then bring to a partner which means mm. suddenly it's not about getting from zero to orgasm it's about play and exploring and fun and connecting and let's 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 be present instead of getting to over there where the orgasm is
1: is there is there any damage that can be done to uh, uh, your sex organs by too much masturbation is that even a thing
0: it is a thing um, we I, a little rough masturbation now and then is okay. However, a lot of rough masturbation leads to micro injuries, which can lead to peronis, which is the dreadful curved master, the curved penis. I mean, guys will wake up in the morning and their penis is now bent 45 or 90 degree angles, and they have no idea how it happened. And yes, rough masturbation and even rough sex. Uh, too much of it, and these micro micro abrasions, micro tears in the in the in the lining of the penis, that can cause big problems. And you don't want to have Peyronie's disease. It's a difficult right. problem to fix. We can right. we can help, but it, just be nice to your body. Be nice Good to, your, to body. your
1: body. Be nice to your body. Okay, uh, Paul, let's talk about the podcast. How did this come together? What is "How's It Hanging" all about? <laughs>
0: What came together is a funny story. I was on an airplane from Toronto to New York City, and I was talking to an a elderly man, even older than myself, I think, um, about, he was a sex uh, sex professor at a major university. And this young guy came and sat down next to us and I said, we have to stop talking about sex. There's nothing more disgusting than old men talking about sex. And this young guy said, what do you mean? This guy said, what do you mean? That's my business. I said, what? He said, well, I work for CAM4. And wow. so, poor guy. And I said, CAM4, I sent my patients to CAM4. And he said, what do you mean? So I told him what I did and how, I, by the way, what I like about CAM4 is the fact that it's just average people getting mm-hmm. on camera with, mm-hmm. with normal, uh, you know, flabby stomachs, saggy boobs, little, you know, hang big bellies, whatever it is, normal pieces, oh, yeah. and they're just having fun with their bodies. Okay, so I send people there so they can see this is what average people are doing is So this poor guy we flew to new york circled new york and then flew back to toronto So for like five hours this guy had to listen to me talk about sex education and porn. (laughs)
1: That's my dream paul. I just want to listen to you always
0: (laughs) (laughs) So long story short he he finally He shut me up. He said, okay, fine fine fine. Let me see what I can do so I ended up talking to the CEO of uh, of 4 one thing led to another, and he put me in touch with Shannon, the wonderful producer, who, who came to New York, and we've been working on it ever since. And um, it's, it's, it's an unusual space. We're sort of one foot in the medical world, one foot in the sexology world, and even one foot in the sex entertainment world. But I, they all have to support each other. Right. Uh,
1: so what kinds, of, what kinds of topics get discussed on the show? Like as far as what kinds of episodes are people tuning in for?
0: Yep, uh, recently I just, uh, last week, uh, did a fascinating uh, episode on sex dolls and men who use sex dolls. And the fact that they do have a therapeutic role. It's like for guys who have a lot of anxiety about a real person, if you just want to learn the mechanics, these sex dolls are amazing. They feel real, it's, I mean, you can warm them up so the real body, it's, it's really fascinating. Wow. And, um, and he even used them for people who are attracted to minors as a way to channel these feelings and these, these urges in a safe, healthy way. It's really fascinating. And he himself is a therapist, so it's really, talking, really fascinating. But We talk about uh, erections. We talk about orgasms. We talk about uh, uh, body. We talk about healthcare, We talk about what it is to be a man, how men have been taught to have sex in America. Uh, or the Western, welcome to Western culture uh, uh, and Plato, the mind-body split kind of thing that men are in their heads, but their bodies are separate.
1: Paul, I, I, I hope that if I ever wind up on a deserted island that I just have access to talk to you in some form or another because I find you fascinating. Uh, do you take questions from listeners? Do you welcome uh, people to invite uh, to email and perhaps bring bring you their own questions?
0: Yes, absolutely. We're at How's It Hangin podcast at chemforradio.com. Uh and I also have a website, if I just so you know, uh, it's not my website. It's it's a website I started eleven years ago. It's called franktalk.org. And it is essentially the only online community for men with sexual function problems. And we get about fifty thousand men a month on there, uh, asking questions, posting stories, their their progress of, you know, their solutions. Uh, their experiences in overcoming sexual function problems. So um, that's, that's another place where people can go. And the fact is, we don't have a safe place for men to go to talk about sexual problems. Every guy thinks every guy's working perfectly, every guy's having perfect sex, except for me. Right. And um, it's just not true. We know one-third of all men have some sort of sexual function problem.
1: Well, I hope, I hope all of our viewers are really taking this one in. Paul, thank you so much for today. Once again, let me know very quickly where everyone can listen to the podcast and get in touch with you.
0: How's It Hanging Podcast is on CAM4 Radio and Spotify and all those other places a podcast lives. And I'm at franktalk.org. Fantastic. And I'm also at com. <laughs> I'm all over the place.
1: We're going to make sure we pop up all that information on the screen with you.
0: <laughs> I do offer, please, anybody who's listening with any question, no matter how stupid you think it is, it's not stupid. Please send me an email. I'm happy. To, to answer your question, I'll probably include your question even on the podcast because we would love to have questions from our listeners.
1: That's right, anonymously. So don't worry, everybody. Yes, <laughs> <anonymous>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Paul. Wonderful seeing you once again. And to everybody watching at home, hope you have enjoyed it. For the schmooze, I'm Laura Desiree. Hope you liked listening to the fabulous Paul Nelson. Remember to never miss an episode of Talk Naked. All you have to do is like, subscribe, or favorite this channel. We'll catch you next time.